Hello everyone, this is Colleen Lemma, Starseed Astrologer and Spiritual Messenger from SacredSoulEmpowerment.com here to do your weekly intuitive reading for Monday, May 10th through Sunday, May 16th, 2021. For this week's weekly reading, we'll be using the Angel Tarot deck by Jane Wallace for the main message for everyone. And your special message card this week, depending on your stone of choice, will be coming from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck by Colette Baron-Reed. Just a reminder that we're now midway through the month of May. I can't believe it. So if you haven't already watched the monthly intuitive reading for the month of May, you'll be wanting to go onto my YouTube channel to see the overview of the entire month, the astrological highlights, to see what messages are coming through for from our angels and guides as well as a special message depending on your stone of choice for the month. So let's go ahead and start by looking at what our stones of choice are going to be for this week's weekly reading. So for this week we have and these are all special intention pendants, new special intention pendants that I've just wire wrapped and infused with special qualities. This one is Danburite. Okay, let's see. You can't really tell on the video, but it's got just the very slightest shade of a very pinky kind of color. It's, it's mostly white, it looks like a clear quartz, but it's actually called Danburite. And this Danburite is obviously wrapped in silver and it's Reiki charged with the vibration of the number nine, number of unconditional love, compassion, and the, the humanitarian vibration. It has the energy of the planet Neptune for higher spiritual love and forgiveness, the opening and activation of the heart chakra for emotional healing and expression of divine love, and the energy of Archangel Raphael is infused into this one, the Archangel of healing our emotional wounds and assisting one in being a healer for other people. Okay, your second stone of choice, and I'll be showing these to you later too, once we shift gears here, um, before we do the, the card part of the reading. Uh, I'll show you or, or remind you once again what your stones of choice are. But the second one is tangerine quartz, and you can clearly see that this one has an orange kind of tangerine color to it. So the tangerine aura quartz, as it's known, also known by sun aura quartz, is wrapped in gold wire, and it's Reiki infused with the vibration of the number three, the number of joy and happiness and abundance and expansion. It also has infused into it the energy of the sign of Scorpio, sign of sensuality, sexuality, clairsentience, and personal power. The activation and balancing of the sacral chakra, the chakra that rules creative self-expression, passion, and sexuality. And the energy of Archangel Haniel, the Archangel of increased intuition and healing abilities, and who is known for her connection to moon goddess energies. And then our last stone of choice is this beautiful clear agate pendant. And this clear agate, which is a slice, you can see it's a very thin slice of clear agate. This is wrapped in gold wire and it's Reiki charged with the vibration of the number nine, the number of unconditional love and service to humanity. The qualities of the sign of Pisces, 
for creative purpose and heightened intuition. It has infused into it the qualities of the element of water, of going with the flow and increasing our empathic abilities, the energy of Quan Yin, goddess of the divine feminine, peace and compassion, and finally the energies of Archangel Haniel, Archangel of again, moon goddess energies and increased psychic and healing energies. So again, your pendants or stones of choice are the Danburite, the Tangerine Quartz, and that slice of clear agate. Okay, so let's talk about the astrological energies for this week. So we start out with a new moon actually on Tuesday the 11th. And this new moon is at 21 degrees of Taurus. Now Taurus is the sign of the zodiac that rules our personal resources like money and finances as well as our time and efforts. And Taurus rules harmony and our values. And it's a very work-oriented sign. It's earth, it's an earth sign. So it's very practical and grounded and, and down to earth. Now, this particular new moon, which always new moons are about new beginnings, right? So this new moon about new beginnings is in a positive sextile aspect to Neptune. And Neptune is the planet of the spiritual realm. So it brings that practicality, that groundedness of that earth sign Taurus, and it raises it up to a higher vibration with that Neptune vibration. The sextile aspect, which is between this new moon and, uh, and Neptune, it is about an aspect of opportunity, meaning that there's an opportunity here, but we have to be aware of what that opportunity is. So where do you want this new beginning energy? What are your values? What do you what do you value in life and how do you value yourselves and what's going on with your possessions and your finances and your income what's going on with that uh, taurian kind of energy of taking care of practical matters and and moving through things slowly and surely now again whatever this opportunity is we have to recognize the opportunity there's some sort of spiritual energy here that's that's touching that new moon and if we reach out we can kind of hone in or bring in those magical influences from neptune and bring something into manifestation at least the beginning of something to be manifested so put out your new moon intentions basically also on tuesday the 11th right after the new moon we have kind of a challenging aspect here with Mars, the warrior planet, the planet of energy and action. It's right now in Cancer. And Mars as a fiery warrior planet, being in Cancer, a water sign, it's a little bit of a difficult placement for it. So it kind of waters down his motivational energies, waters down his ability to move forward, uh, you know, at the pace that he would like to. And there's more energy being put towards cancer energies, home and family and our empathic abilities and our emotions. Well, Mars in Cancer is in a challenging aspect to Chiron, the wounded healer or the ruler of past life wounds where we need to heal ourselves from previous incarnations and our, our patterns. Chiron is in Aries. It will be in Aries for a very long time because Chiron moves very slowly through that sign. So Chiron is bringing up wounds of our sense of self, our individuality, our self-identity, our leadership ability, our independence. 
So here I feel like there's something going on with home and family matters because of that Mars in that sign of cancer, home and family, challenging Chiron, uh, the wounded healer in Aries. Uh, so I feel like we're going to be dealing with something, um, you know, regarding our sense of self or self-identity that involves uh, family, family of origin or children or parents. Um, there's energy being put towards something. And again, there's wounds that are coming up as a result. <clears throat> but also Mars and Cancer is also in that positive sextile to Uranus. And so there's an opportunity here to raise the vibration a little bit higher, to kind of bridge lower vibrational energies or third dimensional perspectives it's to something higher, to something better, because Uranus is kind of that fifth dimensional energy sort of planet, illumination. Um, it's, it brings um, kind of inspirational insights uh, into our um, sense of, of beingness and expression. So whatever's going on challenge-wise, I feel like, again, there's this opportunity to see something from a higher perspective that allows us to understand, you know, have higher wisdom and knowledge, which is Uranus, have higher wisdom and knowledge about whatever it is that's going on. Then on Wednesday the 12th, we have Mercury, the planet that rules the mental realm, our thoughts, our ideas, our perceptions, our communications, which is now in Gemini. And it is in a positive aspect on Wednesday to Saturn, the planet of karmic lessons, delays, restrictions, limitations, but also the planet that rules manifestation and the restructuring process which is in Aquarius right now. And Aquarius is that sign that rules kind of a future vision, a future way of seeing something, you know, what we're hopeful for, what we dream of. And it's that humanitarian vibe or vibration with Aquarius. And this is a positive aspect between Mercury and Saturn. So I feel like Saturn's helping us to restructure how we see something, how we think about something, how we perceive something. It's restructuring our thought processes. It's helping to ground our communication, which, you know, Mercury, again, ruling communication, while it's in its home sign of Gemini, can be a little scattered and a little unfocused. But Saturn brings in that focus. Saturn brings in that ability to ground the energy a little bit better. So I feel like we'll be able to stay on track and we'll be able to kind of say what we mean speak what we really want to say and, and have it make um, some sense. It kind of brings it more into a, a practical kind of energy. Also on the 12th is the sun in Taurus in a sextile to Neptune. So again, on Tuesday, we had Mars in that, uh, I mean, we had the new moon, sorry, we had the new moon in that sextile to Neptune. Now on Wednesday, we have the sun in Taurus in that sextile to Neptune. So again, there's there's this opportunity, and I don't always talk about the sextile energies, but there was two of them this week that seemed like, because it was Neptune, Neptune kind of rules this magical spiritual influence, you know, where dreams can come true and where our imagination can create reality at times. And because it involves Taurus, the sign that is uh, about manifestation and tangible earthly energies. 
I just felt like, you know, that it was much more attuned to kind of bringing in magical visualizations and manifestations of things. So again, the sun in Taurus is very grounded, but Neptune in Pisces is this very spiritual, ethereal kind of energy. So to me, we can kind of make magic happen. We can kind of, you know, through our visualization and our vision, we can manifest uh, what it is that we desire by focusing our energies. On Thursday the 13th is the most important thing that's happening this week and probably for the whole entire month of May, although there's a couple of other things that are very important happening in May. That's where you'll want to go and watch that monthly uh, intuitive reading. But on Thursday the 13th, we have Jupiter, the planet that rules our belief systems, the planet that rules blessings, good luck, opportunity, and the expansion principle. And Jupiter is moving into Pisces. And this is a big deal. Um, Jupiter normally spends about a year in each sign of the zodiac. Now, it only went into Aquarius uh, the fall of 2020. And it's going to dip back into Aquarius a little bit later on this year. But it's going to be in Pisces now from May 13th until almost the end of July. And at the end of July, it will dip back into, because it'll be retrograde at that point, it'll dip back into Aquarius until December 7th. And then at December 7th, 2021, it will move back into Pisces for good and until it moves through the, the rest of that sign of the zodiac. And because Jupiter expands whatever it touches, it makes things bigger. You know, it makes the energies bigger. It exaggerates the energy. So... What is Pisces all about? Pisces is about unconditional love and compassion and forgiveness. And Pisces is creative and artistic and service-oriented and humanitarian in a way and wants to do good for the planet. And, and so it's going to expand all those wonderful qualities, which I think is a great thing. And, and you might want to watch again the monthly intuitive reading and hear a little bit more about this. Um, but that part of Jupiter expanding those energies, those Piscean energies... I think is going to be a lovely thing and it's it's you know what we need as the collective of humanity right expanding into unconditional love expanding into compassion expanding into forgiveness energies that all sounds wonderful but as every sign of the zodiac has its shadow side what's the shadow side of Pisces well Pisces can have addictive tendencies Pisces can have escapist tendencies it can live in a fantasy world. And so Jupiter, expanding whatever it touches, might also expand those energies for some of us, where we're not seeing things clearly, where we're living you know, uh, under rose-colored glasses and sort of a, a fantasy or an illusion. Um, our, if we have any addictive tendencies or escapist tendencies, those might be exaggerated a little bit as Jupiter goes into Pisces. But if we can shift that focus to the most positive aspects of Pisces. I think we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be in a wonderful space of energy here while it's in that sign. On Saturday the 15th, we have Mars again in Cancer, and now it's in what we call a quincunx aspect to Saturn in Aquarius. Now this is kind of a tough aspect. First of all, what we call the quincunx is an aspect of adjustment because the signs of the zodiac that these two planets are in are not compatible. We have Mars in water sign, Cancer, which is very emotional and empathic. 
We have Saturn in air sign Aquarius, which is much more objective and logical and thinking oriented. And so again, those elements of water and air are not compatible. And Mars and Saturn are kind of a difficult combination too because Mars wants to move forward like the warrior, wants to move fast. There's just a lot of passion and energy behind Mars. Saturn, on the other hand, is again this restrictive, limiting, delay-oriented, lesson-oriented kind of planet. So they're not necessarily happy together and that in conjunct makes it a little bit tougher and more challenging as we have to kind of adjust how we're moving through something. We have to adjust our own energy. We have to adjust our own emotions and thought processes. And because it's cancer, which deals with home and family, I feel like we might have some things going on again um, in the home and family arena. Just like Mars in Cancer was challenging Chiron the Wounded Healer on Tuesday, it's now kind of challenging Saturn on Saturday. So I just think there's going to be some family things that we're needing to attend to throughout the week. And then also the last thing I want to say uh, astrologically is that on Saturday the 15th, Mercury goes into its shadow. Now, what does that mean? We're going to have a Mercury retrograde, um, which starts officially on the 29th of May. So on the 29th of May, Mercury is going to go retrograde. But what we call the shadow time period is that on Saturday the 15th, Mercury is going into the degree, the 16th degree of Gemini, which is where it's going to retrograde back to once it turns retrograde. So again, on May 29th, it turns retrograde at 24 degrees of Gemini. It goes all the way back to 16 degrees of Gemini before it turns back to direct motion on June 22nd. So that 16th degree, as it's moving into the 16th degree here on May 15th, that's what we call the shadow time period. And that's where we start to see some of the Mercury retrograde happenings. We start to see technology starting to flub up, miscommunication, uh, missed appointments, things not you know, working properly, and especially because Mercury is in its home sign of Gemini. So it's all about information and technology and communication and thought processes and ideas. So especially, it's going to, uh, I think, be a little bit more intense when it comes to all of those areas that we normally think about uh, with Mercury retrograde. Computers, phones, emails, phone calls, meetings, travel, you know, technology, um, you know, anything that deals with information and communication. Okay, so that was a lot to go through for the astrology highlights of the week. Let's shift gears so we can see what the messages from our angels and guides are. Okay, so just to remind you what your stones of choice are for this week, we have the Danburite. And then your second stone of choice was the Tangerine Quartz. And your third stone of choice was that slice of clear agate. Okay, so let's go ahead and take a look at the messages from our angels and guides for the week. The first card we have here 
is the seven of pentacles. It says vision at the bottom. So the number seven uh, in numerology terms is a number of self-reflection. It's a number of silence, going within, connecting to your higher self. It's an emotional number and a mental number and a spiritual number all wrapped up into one, which is interesting because this is in the pentacles or earth suit. And the pentacles or earth suit deals with physical reality, like our career, our work, our job, our money, our finances, um, you know, things that are going on projects, things that are tangible that we're dealing with on a third dimensional uh, level. And the seven of pentacles to me means that maybe there's some confusion or anxiety wrapped up in those earthly matters. Uh, so again, this could be about our finances. We have that new moon at 21 degrees of Taurus on Tuesday. And even though that connection to Neptune, that sextile to Neptune with the new moon, is a positive connection, but Neptune can bring in some illusion or anxiety uh, energies sometimes. Uh, also, because we're dealing with Taurus energy, right? We have the sun is in Taurus, the new moon is in Taurus. Taurus is all about our personal resources, our money, our finances, and other things that we consider resources for ourselves. So again, there might be some uh, need to kind of self-reflect, some need to be silent, to just kind of uh, not make a snap decision, kind of hold off, go within, connect with your higher soul self, meditate on something, try to understand something from a deeper perspective, and move through whatever the confusion and anxiety is all about. The number seven is about faith and trust. So have faith and trust that the answers will be made clear. Have faith and trust that whatever challenge might be going on in these earthly uh, aspects of your life is going to be cleared up or that there's a reason for everything or the timing might just be off, that we just have to be you know, a little bit more patient. The number seven is really about internal growth, internal healing, internal understanding. It's about connecting with the wise guide within yourself to seek the answers and to seek the light within yourself as well. So again, these, um, you know, whatever, whatever these earthly matters are, career, job, money, finance, home, family stuff, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, have that higher vision to me you know with that word vision at the bottom and that new moon connecting to Neptune and Neptune is again the spiritual realm the magical spiritual realm have that higher spiritual vision or higher spiritual understanding about what might be happening or why things are happening the way they are, or why things are unfolding in the timing that it is. And again, move to having that faith and trust like the number seven in order to move forward with it all. Now let's go ahead and see what the next card is here for the week. Okay, the second card here. Ooh, I love it, the star card. Major Arcana number 17, the star card. Um, and it says angel of hope, angel of hope. So the star card is, um, normally we see the water bearer here, right? With the star card and the water bearer is ruled by Aquarius. And that's where Jupiter has been. I might not have mentioned that as Jupiter is moving into Pisces on May 13th. Well, I, I might, I think I did mention that last fall it moved into Aquarius. 
And it will move back into Aquarius, as I said before, once it uh, moves through Pisces for a little while, it's going to retrograde back into Aquarius uh, the end of July of this year until the end of December, which is quite a, a good amount of time. But the star card is about our hopes, dreams, and wishes for the future. And whether it's Jupiter and Pisces, as it's about to go into, or whether it's Jupiter and Aquarius, where it has been and where it will retrograde back into, both of those signs to me, in, a, in different ways perhaps, speak to our hopes and our dreams and our visions for the future. Now, Aquarius is the humanitarian energy, and Jupiter is expanding that humanitarian energy. And Aquarius rules the 11th house of the Zodiac, which does deal with our hopes, dreams, and wishes for the future. And how do we get there? And how do we come together as a group uh, with other like-minded souls to create a, a better way for humanity? Now, Pisces, on the other hand, is again this spiritual, unconditional love, compassion, uh, service you know, to other people, helping other people, just having that compassion, that love and forgiveness for other people. So even there, this is speaking to our hopes and dreams and wishes as a collective, at least, and maybe even on an individual personal level, uh, a lot of us you know, wish for and dream for um, peace and love and, and, and unity between our friends and our family and even throughout the collective of the world. So I think the star card here uh, in the middle of the week is really representing uh, those hopes, dreams, and wishes, not only on a collective level, but on an individual and personal level as well. What do you hope for? What are you dreaming for in your life, for your life? What do you want to experience? Who do you want to be? And, you know, this is kind of showing that it's, if you allow it, it's going to just flow out, you know, connect to the universe, connect to your star brothers and sisters, connect to your uh, universal heritage there as a soul, and also connect to your emotional nature as we are all in this human vessel, this human body. And, you know, the emotions, the love, the empathy, the compassion, that's where the emotions lie. And this is, to me, showing the abundance of something flowing uh, within us and towards us as we uh, move through this Jupiter uh, transition from Aquarius to Pisces and back to Aquarius and back to Pisces for, you know, a few months to go. Okay, let's take a look at the last card. And the last card came out as two cards here. So let's look at this card. Okay, we have the five of pentacles. This is like the five of earth. Um, and it, you know, the number five numerologically does speak of a little bit of uh, chaos or challenge or confusion. And sometimes the five has to do with, or a lot of times the five has to do with anxiety. This is on a practical, tangible level again. This is another earth card like the first card was. So there might be anxiety and confusion with, uh, our financial and, and money matters. There might be confusion with family. There might be anxiety with job or with, you know, relationships even. Um, although this isn't a cups card, but this can definitely mean that our values um, are in our belief systems and that there's something going on within different family, friendship, or romantic relationships that's causing an upset. Um, and, you know, it says isolation at the bottom. So we might be pulling back our energies, feeling like we want to have some time alone, or maybe we need space within a situation or a circumstance 
Maybe it's at our job. Maybe it's within our family. Um, maybe it's in our relationships where we just need to kind of isolate a little bit and calm ourselves down. To me, this would be like anxiety in the physical body too. There might be some nervous anxiety types of energies on a physical body level that are going on and how do we calm those down take a walk out in nature take a sea salt bath get some extra rest do some meditation work all of these things are going to help to balance uh, you with whatever's going on let's take a look at this card that came out with it okay okay the last card is the three of swords and it says heartache on the bottom so the Three of Swords is an air sign, and that is where um, Mercury currently is, right? Mercury is in Gemini, an air sign. Uh, pretty soon, the sun's going to be moving into Gemini, an air sign. Venus is in Gemini, an air sign. The number three is a number that deals um, with expansion. Now, normally the number three numerologically is joy and happiness and abundance, but you can see the three of swords here says heartache. So this is the number three being about the, that expansion principle. Remember I said Jupiter can expand whatever it touches and some of the shadow qualities of Pisces where it's going into is about escapism or addictive tendencies. And then of course, again, we have Mercury in air sign Gemini moving into its shadow on Saturday the 15th. So. There's an expansion of some sort of um, anxious or confusing or hurtful thoughts, words, perceptions, communications that are going on. And it might be in the present, but this might also be something that gets dredged up from the past. Uh, a lot of times with the Three of Swords and that feeling of heartache, it's something that's already happened. It's, it's a, an incident or experience that we went through. Uh, either in the past in this life or even in the past in a previous lifetime to where we were hurt or abandoned or, um, you know, um, in some way um, betrayed. I guess that's the word I was looking for. So this is, you know, definitely we're ending with that five of pentacles and that three of swords where there might be some difficult things coming up. We might have to have some communications with others, but right now we might not be in the best of places uh, to do that quite yet. And with Mercury going into its shadow, and then pretty soon it'll go retrograde, remember that's not the best time necessarily to have important communications. You know, Mercury retrograde, if you have to sort something out with somebody, there might be miscommunication during that Mercury retrograde cycle. Um, and even beyond needing to have a communication that might be challenging, just in general, uh, any kind of interaction where there's meetings or networking or something like that going on. There can be some confusion and, and miscommunication anyway during the Mercury and its shadow and retrograde cycle. So you want to just make sure if you do have to have that communication that you have it kind of all mapped out what it is that you want to say or if you can wait till the Mercury retrograde cycle is over, um, that would be best. You might end up finding that you're, you, you're communicating now and then you'll have to re-communicate again later after Mercury goes direct to clarify things. However it turns out, just make sure that you, you know, focus on the star card here. You know, focus on your hopes and dreams and wishes because 
part of it, right? That Jupiter expanding into Pisces is expanding into what do you hope for? What do you dream for? What do you envision for yourself? Do you envision prosperity and abundance? Do you envision a new career path? Do you envision happy family, uh, love in your romantic relationship? That's a good place to start is just to kind of go within with this seven of pentacles, right? This is that loner kind of energy. Go within yourself, have that meditation, do that visualization, and envision in your mind's eye. Use your imagination to see what it is that you'd like for your future. And then as Mercury retrograde kind of moves about and settles out um, in about a month or so, then we can kind of move out of this uh, energy that shows up here at the end of the week. So I hope you've all enjoyed this weekly intuitive reading. Thank you so much for supporting me in the new format of speaking in front of the camera for the first part of the weekly reading and then showing you the cards for the second part. Um, and for those of you that have commented uh, on my videos to let me know that, I appreciate that feedback. Thank you so much for all of your love, your light, your um, following me on my Facebook pages especially uh, for those of you that follow me on Colleen Lemma Facebook page, please like and follow me on my business page, Colleen Lemma-Sacred Soul Empowerment. I'm going to be transitioning over time to utilize that page only eventually for astrological and inspirational posts where you can also be updated on all that's going on with uh, website products and uh, things that are going on class-wise and lectures etc events that might be going on i send you all lots of love and light and until we meet again next week many many angel blessings everyone hello everyone this is colleen lemma starseed astrologer and spiritual messenger from sacredsoulempowerment.com i bet you were wondering what happened to your special message card depending on your stone of choice see what happens with mercury going into its shadow it hasn't even gone into its shadow as of the recording of this weekly reading but just talking about that shadow energy and mercury retrograde i totally forgot to do your special message card so we have to do that now. All right, so for those of you that chose, I hope I hope you all stayed here to make sure that I came back on, but for those of you that chose that Dan Bright special intention pendant, okay, let's take a little shuffle here. Dan Bright, what's the special message? Special message for Dan Bright people, okay. This one keeps calling my attention here. So Dan Bright, serendipity. This is number 18 with serendipity. So what is serendipity? To me, that is, um, you know, when, when you're watching for the signs and the messages from spirit and something, something happens that kind of leads you to the next step, the next message. It's kind of a serendipitous happening. I think, uh, I think we got this card not too long ago because I remember talking about that movie, Serendipity, that I love so much. <laughs> so if you haven't seen that movie, definitely watch it. It's a great romantic comedy. Um, so Serendipity, this is kind of like, you know, again, you're 
hoping and wondering when you know you're wanting something to happen and you kind of pose that intention out to the universe and then something magical happens it's like it's a magical energy that comes in to kind of again give you a message give you a sign lead you to the next step it's like well just a very simple like if you're you're wishing and visualizing for abundance and prosperity and then you take a walk a walk down the street and you find a, a dollar bill lying on the on the road that's kind of a message from spirit right it's like this magical happening that says hey we listen we listen we heard your prayer we know you're looking for abundance here's a sign to let you know that it's on the way and you know watch for more messages watch for more signs because we're going to be leading you to the next step so here we have this wonderful little fairy. She's holding on to kind of a string. You know, this is like a balloon, but it's really a four-leaf clover, right? And the four-leaf clover is going to lead her to her wish. It's going to lead her to what she desires. And she's just holding on. She's trusting. She's having faith. She's going along for the ride. Um, that number 18 numerologically adds up to a nine. And the number nine is all about spiritual creative magical humanitarian you know kind of energy it's about faith and trust and uh, just going with the flow and allowing things to unfold in divine timing allowing things to be what they are being in the present moment and just letting that serendipity energy take you kind of up and away into this magical realm of of wherever it wants you to go showing you the next step uh, and you're just totally in full surrender, just kind of fully surrender to the magic of the universe and allow those messages to kind of keep flowing in. All right. For those of you that chose the tangerine quartz, all right, tangerine quartz, special message, special message for tangerine quartz. This one's calling my attention as I open my eyes. And it says, to the sea, this is number seven, Number seven, the number seven is also about faith and trust, but sometimes we get caught in logic. We get caught up in the ego mind of logic. The number seven can also deal with confusion and anxiety. But again, it comes down to having that faith and trust and going within and, and being silent and listening to your inner guidance, the inner messages. You know, the serendipity has more of a feeling of messages coming from outside of you through people or through nature or or other things other in other ways um, the number seven is more listening to the intuitive guidance of your higher soul self your inner guide and what your inner guide is saying to the sea you know this person is kind of just again she's surrendering you know it looks like she's in a rowboat without any oars here and she's just kind of floating along uh, in the sea having faith and trust that she's going to be taken to by the current wherever she needs to go she's gonna you know land where she needs to land when she needs to land there there is a face up here in the sky so there are angels and guides and archangels and ascended masters and and maybe even your uh, ancestors that are on the other side that are helping to guide you along the way to me the sea the water represents our emotional nature now it is calm you know, the, there's calm, so that's good that we're in a calm, a calm emotional state. But there is potential for storms, right, in the ocean. There's p potential for things to kind of come up that uh, take our emotions up and away. But this person looks like she's pretty calm within that rowboat. Um, and she's just, you know, kind of, again, surrendering and trusting uh, to these higher, this higher power or her guides and angels that 
she's going to be taken to where she needs to go okay and then for those of you that chose that slice of agate okay slice of agate special message special message for slice of agate people slice of agate this one this one just popped up so that is chop wood i always get confused by this one and i always have to have somebody in the comments tell me this is about taking care of everyday tasks right something about collect water chop wood you know take care of the everyday details of life um and in that way um things will work themselves out you know, this is number 42. The number four is taking care of practical matters. The number two is about staying in a balanced state. Together, the four and the two adds up to a six, which is another number about balancing. As above, so below. And the number six is about our emotional body. So stay balanced in your emotional body. No matter what's going on outside of you, circumstances, situations with other people, stay balanced in your own emotional body. Take care of the tasks at hand, which is, again, that chop wood. Take care of the details of life. Um, the number two can also deal with relationships, but again, it's about balance and harmony and equality. So it has that, again, that feeling of staying in a state of peace and balance here. It's almost like doing a working meditation, right? When you're working on um, a project where there's not a lot of brain power, when you're doing housework, sometimes you're on automatic pilot, sometimes when you're driving down the road to go to a place you go every day, you know, again, you're, you're kind of in this state of meditation while you're doing these everyday kind of tasks and matters. That's sort of what the chop wood means is, um, again, as you take care of those everyday details, allow it to be kind of a working meditation for you to lead you to the next step, the next practical step uh, on your path, and to pay attention, again, to the details of what's going on in your life. All right, everybody, now I'm going to say goodbye. Now I'm going to say thank you so much again, and uh, thank you for your patience in my error here. Sending you all lots of love and light and many, many blessings.